Welcome to Bite the Orange. Through our conversations, we create a roadmap for the future of health with the most impactful leaders in the space. This is your host, Dr. Manny Fumble. Let's make the future of healthcare a reality together. So hello everyone and thanks for listening. Today we have an amazing guest with a very interesting background. And I found this company very interesting. And I think um, all the listeners today will really, really enjoy uh, learning about what he's doing and his reason why uh, behind this. And we'll find out at the end if he decides to buy the orange at some point <laughs> or not. But today we are hosting Ahmad Al-Ghazi, the CEO of Can Mobilities. And uh, how are you doing today, Ahmad? I'm doing well. What about you? I'm doing fantastic. And so when I first came across your company, I, I was very curious. So tell me, what exactly does Can do? What does your company do? Yeah, so we build mobility solutions to help people stay independent longer and make the caring process if needed more efficient. I came into this space over a decade ago after a personal story with my grandmother. I used to be very close to her growing up. Uh, so I saw her kind of falling and start using a cane, then a walker, then a wheelchair. And I saw how her limited mobility impacted her life and quality of life and independence and how the care needs expanded when she needed a walker to a cane to a walker to a wheelchair. So I, I was very intrigued of how I can help my grandmother to stay more independent and uh, help her with the day-to-day activities and things like that. And I remember during my undergrad, I decided to create a device to help her in standing, sitting and walking. So that's kind of how I got into it. And I won a scientific reality TV show called Stars of Science, kind of creating that device. So that was very long time ago. And fast forward, I was doing something called Stanford Ignite, and I was looking at that opportunity. I discovered there's even a a way bigger opportunity and a bigger trend. Every day in America, there's 10,000 Americans turning into seniors. And if you look at also birth rates, the all birth rates are declining. So we don't want to end up with a lot of seniors and no one to take care of them. And technology could solve that by doing two things. Number one, it helps people to stay independent longer. And number two, it makes the caring process more efficient. So instead of one human is taking care of another human, one human could take care of 10, 100, 1,000 more humans. And when we looked at that, the problem, we discovered that mobility is one of the main challenges that hinders people independence. So usually when people start losing independence or losing mobility, they start losing independence. They start by using a cane, then a walker, then a wheelchair, and their care needs expand exponentially between moving from a cane to a walker and from a walker to a wheelchair. You know, it's interesting, uh, I'm going to just bring, it, bring this up. My story on DJ Health is also about my grandmother, which is interesting. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, probably know the story, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so my, my grandmother, actually, every talk I give, I start off with my grandmother because I was very close to her as well. And she uh, had heart failure and she died from heart failure, which is uh-huh. my reason of actually getting to DJ Health. And I changed my career in medicine and the passion around it here, right? So I really love the idea of seeing a problem that was a real life for someone you cared about and going about to solve that problem. Because many people that will be your target customers have, have caregivers and family members that also care about them on that note, right? But there's something interesting here is you decided to pick a cane, right? A cane is something, I, know, I saw this on the website, so I'm going to steal from you, that you thank the caveman for discovering this 5,000 years ago, <laughs> right? Right. And, and so, so the cane is a very unique kind of piece. What makes your cane different? How do you compare... 
your cane from other canes. So why do you think, why, why was the cane that unique? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exactly what I was telling you, where mm -hmm. we looked at the whole industry. It's very under-innovated. The cane since the caveman, as you mentioned, till today is, has been almost the same. And as humans, we still depend on it for thousands of years. So this device is, is very important uh, for us as humans. And then we looked at the walker. The biggest innovation is tennis balls attached to the bottom of it, which is, I felt like there is maybe a better way. So we started asking people why you are using these devices. And we discovered there are three main categories um, of users. Uh, the first category are seniors uh, who are worried about falling. And falling is a huge problem. It's a $50 billion problem. When I first started the company, it was around 35. So it's growing rapidly. And, and it's a huge pain point for insurance plans and uh, and other healthcare uh, providers. And the second group of people who use these devices, they use it to manage chronic conditions related to their mobility. Think of Parkinson's, multiple cirrhosis. But what we discovered, one of the most common chronic conditions in America is osteoarthritis. It's as big as diabetes. So if you have diabetes, you can quantify and manage your condition using glucose monitors and continuous glucose monitors like Livango and Dixcom and all these companies. But if you have OA, you are left behind with a very primitive tool from the caveman era. You don't know if you're getting better or worse, like no one knows. And the third group, they use it to manage or they use it to recover after a total uh, surgery or an injury. Think of there is about 1.7 million hip and knee replacement in America every year, or like there's after a stroke, usually people use these devices to recover. But the current problem is once you leave the hospital, it's a black box. No one knows how well is this recovery process going. So we start thinking how we can help these different groups uh, with their underlying mobility conditions and challenges. And this is where the Kango idea, our first solution called Kango, we look at it as a three-layer solution. It's a smart walking cane that helps you to stay safe and mobile, quantifies your mobility, and it unlocks different care programs to you. So how does that work? We thought, okay, how we can make the device, the cane, the safest possible device, and also the coolest, and I'll tell you why. It needs to be the coolest as well. Of course. Uh, but, uh, but for the safest, so we thought about, okay, what are the, all the safety features and sensors and the advanced technologies in the 21st century we can add to make it the safest device? So it started with like two-way voice call, calling and cellular connectivity and GPS location and safety flashlight. And we added like ways for you to engage your family members and loved ones so you can get, they could get reports and so on. And not only that, we made it in a way that it gets safer over time. And what I mean by that, there is something called over there updates. We collect data, we build algorithms, and we ship it to you over there without the user needing to do anything. And this is a very important for a specific demographic like the Asian population. What I really like about Amar, what I really liked about it, just to add to what you said, is looking at a device, you could track step counts. Because usually when people see someone with a cane, the rationale is that we should not be active, right? The idea is that you have a cane, so your job is to sit down on the chair and just sit there and do absolutely nothing, right? And right. my mother also recently had like spinal surgery and I watch her with a cane, I actually walk, right? And she had physical mm -hmm. therapists come in, but every morning she would get up and actually walk with that stick. And But here you're, you're getting objective information, measurable information, how active someone is. Not only that. But I noticed that you could also answer phone calls on the same cane, right? So the cane is a multi-device 
that fits within the workflow of the average flow of an everyday human, right? And he has very cool functionalities that it can adapt to the certain population. 100%. Yeah, so activity tracker. And then we made it extremely simple. The, the user experience, this is how I like to look at it. It's a very sophisticated, advanced, there's insane amount of technology inside, custom-made sensors and other things. However, the design way of looking at it was how to make it as easy to use as a normal cane and make all the magic happens in the background. And that's kind of the hard things. People, when they look at the device, now they think it's a cane, uh, but they don't know the amount of technology inside. And that's exactly the goal of how to put a lot of technology, yet make it very simple and easy. And people with any age group could use it and get the benefit out of it. But this is for the safety and the technology. On, on the side of the making the device the coolest, in my opinion, is extremely important. But the cane used to be very a fashion, prestige, a status items in Europe. And then over the days, somehow it became very medical and it has a stigma attached to it. By the way, not, not only in Europe, I'm at, uh, in, in Africa, where I'm from, in Cameroon, like the kings walk with, with, with sticks, right? And we actually dress up right. sometimes and we, and we have a walking stick that we walk with, right? And it's, sometimes it's the walking stick could be a sword for dancing and it could become different right. things, right? right. So, so the amount of things with a stick from a fashion kind of statement that was not based only on that, right? Which is actually ways to track activity in, in places. So it's kind of a cool way to bring things from our cultures back into healthcare and adapt it to something to make it actually cool and classy again. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And it has a very deep benefit. Just removing the stigma and making people feel good about themselves and they take it outside and and go out with it, it improves adoption and compliance. And that by itself reduces your risk of falling significantly or different other risks significantly. So this is a very, and improves your safety for sure. So that's uh, that's on the device level. On top of that, the second layer of the solution is we quantify your mobility. And the way we do that, we do it through continuous gait monitoring. Similar to continuous glucose monitors, we do continuous gait monitoring instead of, uh, especially around gait speed. Instead of gait speed, it's a clinical metric Usually, it's very relevant to the senior population or people with mobility issues. If you're younger, that doesn't uh, have a, a lot of value to you. But currently, you could measure it at a doctor office by doing six-minute walk tests or 10-meter walk tests. The problem is you only do it when you see the doctor once or twice a year. Now, what if in a continuous, passive way, we can monitor that? And this is very important to quantify your mobility. And the third layer... We are partnering with the best people in the, in the field where we unlock different care solutions based on your underlying medical conditions. So if you are worried about falling, for example, we offer you Tai Chi classes where you can take Tai Chi classes to improve your balance stability. So it becomes a, a vertically integrated solution where you can take classes. Uh, you can see the improvement through your gait and quantify that the improvement. And then you stay safe and mobile uh, at the same time. And eventually, we're going to take the same program and partner with other healthcare providers to create one for people with uh, chronic conditions, people with uh, recovering, and, and so on. So the way how I look at it is a device that unlocks different care solutions, similar to how Square unlocks financial solutions or how Roku unlocks streaming solution. We want to unlock mobility solution for different populations. 
That, which is very interesting. I, I never actually looked at it from the perspective of the entire care kind of system ar- around someone with a mobility kind of issue because you're not only measuring things, but you actually could help improve the patient's outcomes as well, right? Uh, which, which is very interesting. So, so where are you calling really now with, in terms of, because to fit all this technology into a little cane is very sophisticated, right? And so it's not, I mean, computers today, I mean, you can make things fit into like an like the Apple Watch or things, but in a cane kind of perspective, so where are you manufacturing? Are you full-scale manufacturing? How can people buy it today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we just went out of stealth after a few years of R&D and people now could, uh, we sold out our first production, small limited production run. People now could uh, pre-order or reserve, stay in the wait list and reserve the, their product. We'll start shipping this fall. But the product has been tested uh, with hundreds of customers and, and people. And this is how the way how we develop the product. We involved the user from day one, literally from day one when we had like a stick and a Fitbit <laughs> taped into it and to understand what the user would like to see. So it was a very long, delicate R&D process where we involved a lot of uh, people in the whole ecosystem from the core is the user, the cane user, and the people around them, family members or medical doctors or geriatricians or ortho doctors. So we kind of put a lot of extremely smart people, designers, scientists, and medical doctors and engineers to build that product. So talking about bite the orange, please, I mean, and the, the idea is that that big challenge in innovation is always that bitter skin of that orange, right? Was that challenge in mm-hmm. implementation. What were the biggest challenges you've faced so far? And, um, you know, like what has been the biggest challenge? So, yeah. So, so like any new technology, there is a whole curve that you, from a product point of view and from an adoption point of view, uh, from a product point of view, usually new products, they become relatively more expensive because as your uh, smaller quantities make it a little bit more expensive and then the adoption and how the market adopt the product and over time the unit economics goes down with scale and with more optimization and the adoption goes up as kind of early adapters and the whole curve adoption curve uh, with very early adapters like innovators and then early adapters and, and so on so so i think this is what we are going through, we have a, a like over what we expected, the amount of demand, we have over 12,000 people on our wait list. It's a, it's a huge um, number. But yeah, now the question of how we can start filling that demand and scaling up. My goal is to make every device a smart device because one thing that people don't understand about what we do, we are a data company. So there is very hard problems in healthcare that you it's a very com- extremely complex problems that is is almost impossible to solve we have for one of these problems is fall prediction and it's an extremely hard problem and our approach in my opinion our approach could have a, a huge impact so our approach of how we want to solve that is similar to the approach tesla is taking with full self driving where we embedded all the sensors in the device and allowed the, all the sensors and these sensors, we added them after a very thorough scientific kind of looking at the scientific literature. What are the metrics that could have a strong correlation with like your risk of falling? And then allowed to create a whole ecosystem where we collect this data and created a system that allows us to label 
incidents automatically if, if it happens. And it makes it almost the more people they use it, the more accurate it gets. And over time, we can train different data sets and then push it to these devices. When I told you these devices get smarter over time uh, through um, uh, cellular connectivity or OTA, where the user doesn't need to do any action. So these devices get smarter over time. Uh, and and you can probably remind someone to also get up and walk, right? If someone is like, home and you have like the walker, much data that you have, you could remind them at certain points in time to create an alert, right? To say, hey, get up and walk, you know, there's many steps and yeah. coach them in the process, right? Yeah, 100%. And we, we are creating different kind of ways, gamifications to make you get excited and about following different health, healthy choices and, and lifestyle choices and things like that. That is interesting. I could I could foresee us uh, several years down the road having like a whole party and everyone comes with a stick. Right? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone has a dress code. Everyone has a dress code uh, with, with a stick coming in. With that being said, I think the question a lot of a lot of uh, audience members right now are asking mm-hmm. is one is I would like to know who is your target? Like who is your main sales audience? Right? Who's the ideal customer that you like? That's one. And then two, what is the price point if you could share? So the ideal customer now. The current focus is anyone who wants to stay safe and stylish. There is the group of people who wants to be stylish. And then now our current focus is around people who want to have a comprehensive, the most like end-to-end comprehensive solution to prevent a fall. So you could, if your loved one's having that problem and you want to help them stay safe and independent longer, or you are someone who is have fallen recently or worried about falling and you want a, the most comprehensive solution and a safety kind of safety features backed in, in into one solution i think that's the current target and as we're moving this is the initial market and then we're going to move as i mentioned earlier uh to different by partnering with different healthcare providers to different kind of chronic conditions and acute conditions and recovery procedures and so on and so one of one of the key things about this podcast, the reason I'm doing it, it's not just the idea of like, you know, sometimes with the stories about how much money companies raise and blah, 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 what companies are doing, right? Which I want to take a different approach here is to support the innovation. I love what you're doing. I think it's fantastic. But the also idea is that people listening that love what you're doing, right? And they would like to join the mission and help support in certain pieces, whether it doesn't matter whether it's true, a certain role they could they could play. But are there, are there any specific needs that you have right now uh, in terms of like a role? Do you need like a UX designer, engineer, or you need some yeah. marketing piece? Like, what do you need? Well, how could people listen right now that looking for career change or a move, help support this movement? Yeah, so so we are we are hiring. So any talented, passionate people about this space, please reach out to us and would love to uh, create our movement with you. And then if you are listening and you think you're one of your loved ones could benefit from the solution, I think you should definitely get one for, for them. And also we would love to hear your feedback and anything we could improve on. We are very consumer customer focused. Anything we, we could improve on, we will listen and we'll act I'm going to get one for myself and for my mother. Uh, I'm going to that point. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to give one for me and one, one for her. Uh, what, mindful fashion. And my, my right knee hurts sometimes. And one for my mom because yeah. she had a spinal piece and she, she walked with a stick. 
But she has a stick man in her head. She has a stick man in her head. That old stick, stick is for older people, and she's not that old yet to walk with a stick, right? I'm, I'm gonna get her one, and I think that we could both track each other's activities based on the cane, right? And I think that's something I'll do. So, what is the price point piece? Or do you just go on? I know you have a huge 12,000 people wait list. You just got do you go on your website? How do we contact you? How yeah. do we order the things? Yeah, you can go to can.co, C A N C O. Okay. Uh, this is where you um, can reserve your product now. We are at the time of we're recording this podcast, or maybe we can give a special deal to your listeners. Perfect. And we're gonna have we're gonna have that piece because we're gonna get this this transcribed and have the podcast hosted with a link specific to the website for people to awesome. get on the list. And we will have yeah whatever code piece, but also want to support you, right? So it's not just the discount piece and I support you. As advocates, yeah. we want to make sure <laughs> that you have the right revenue to advance to where you want to go. But for everyone listening, being a supporter of the Bite the Orange movement, we definitely have to support our friend Ahmad, right, to make sure that we achieve this goal together. So, uh, yes, I will definitely have the link available uh, along with this podcast. Yeah. yeah, appreciate that. Welcome to this. So now we'll let Ahmad, you know, go and think about it. And if he decides to want to join the movement, uh, we'll probably get a pic of him with the Bite in the Orange. <laughs> Um, right. And if anyone listens to what Ahmad said and you believe in Ahmad's cause, feel free to buy the orange as well. And, you know, tag, tag Ahmad on Twitter, tag Ahmad on, on LinkedIn. I know you're very active on LinkedIn as well. So if you, give, if you share your, your your different social media tags, Ahmad, that uh, people could follow you on. Yeah. Twitter on, at Algazi, A-L-G-H-A-Z-I. And, uh, and yeah, and my LinkedIn, you can find me with my name, Ahmad Algazi. Perfect. I will share this as well uh, with the description of the podcast. And I would like to invite you back again, of course, about probably 90 days, whatever. Just let's see where you are, right? And see what, what more we can do to support you at that point, like going forward uh, on that front. That's amazing. Good. Thank you very I'm, much. I'm very friend. excited. Congrats on the podcast. And I'm very excited to uh, see it launching and, and listen to it. Now, thank, <laughs> hey, thanks for being on. Thank you for listening to Bite the Orange. If you want to change healthcare with us, please contact us at info at emmanuelfobu.com or you can visit us at emmanuelfobu.com or bitetheorange.com. If you like this episode and want more information about us, you can also visit us at emmanuelfobu.com. Emmanuel